Okay, we're now recording. It's going. No more slurping my tea. None of that. One last time. Uh, oh. ah. I'm, not even, I'm not hearing that in my ears, but I know it's going to be painful oh. when I edit. It hurt me. It hurt you? It yeah. hurt, you think it hurt you. It's going to hurt everyone. <laughs> it's going to hurt humanity. Oh. The world is going to suffer from that. Where's Superman when you need him? Whatever happened to the man of tomorrow... Play the theme song! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, welcome! (laughs) Hey! Welcome to the Ben and Marshall Lou Podcast. I'm looking directly at you. This, this is, is so strange. so crazy. I'm so used to looking at my screen. This. This yeah. so weird. This is very weird. There's uh, a whole different energy in the room now. <laughs> we can, like, we can, you can shake around bodies. Can, like, like, move. Can do. I can play footsie with you. <laughs> oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Oh, man. But my oh, goodness. Here, wait. Hold on. Computer, turn on Showtime in Marshall's bedroom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this. It's the podcast colors. Oh, it's the podcast colors. Okay, I was yes, expecting this is not for other maybe you know, something, activities. Something else to happen. <laughs> no, it's showtime, baby. No, this okay. is uh, specifically for the show. For the show. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's you got your your purples and your blues. Yeah, it's very calming. It's nice. I know it's really chill. I kind of just put this on a lot of the time. I would like to do this in my house right now, but I'm well, moving with my dad, so maybe I can um, secretly swap out everything and do it. Fifty, one hundred, one fifty. What? 200 plus the bridge uh-huh. which connects them all don't remember how much that was oh my gosh but let me tell you <laughs> was it worth it sure freaking looks cool yeah also how long do these puppies last what is don't know hopefully long yeah, yeah hopefully yeah. long and if not then i the greatest criminal mind of our time <laughs> will go to home depot and buy more wow that's yeah. nice. Yeah, I would not steal as wow, I am I would, not Lex Luthor. That's a lot of money, but I would be willing to do it one day. I think I'd like to. I was thinking today that I'd really like to set up a home theater setup eventually Ooh. when I own a home. Yeah, that'd be nice. Some of this action, maybe some 5.1 surround. Wouldn't that be nice? Ugh. Yeah, that's what we got. We got the surround sound. Oh, really? Front. Yeah. Wow. We got to watch a movie sometime, man. We got we got to watch it. We have to watch a movie together sometime. Yeah. Lord of the Rings 4K. To, we were supposed to do that this week, but mm, alas, but we did I'm, not. I'm taking a, a ski trip this weekend, so we had to rush our <laughs> rush our recording a little bit. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, by the way, welcome to the show. This is Ben and Marshall do a podcast. Oh, I'm yeah. Marshall. This is Ben. Yep. And we're doing a podcast. First time that us two, this combination of Marshall and Ben's. Are doing it in the same room. Yeah, you are sitting in uh, not the same chair, but the same area that the previous Ben sat in. Yeah, we're six feet apart. Yeah, probably more or less. We're distancing. Close enough. We're in a closed room, but it's probably fine. Yeah, it's good. Everything's good. We'll be off. It's a party. Mostly, it was mostly we've been recording separately out of convenience. Honestly, yeah, pretty scheduling much. wise, it's been nice to just hop on from our own homes instead mm. of having to drive over. And then the other issue is when you record podcasts with somebody else is you inevitably inevitably burn like an hour of chit-chatting and catching up every single time before you actually start. So yeah. when we're on Discord, we're probably a little bit more... Uh, a little bit maybe. more timed out. I feel like we spend like 10 minutes chatting instead of Yeah, like, maybe 10 or 11 yeah. or 12. Somewhere in that range. Somewhere Something around. like that. Yeah. But anyway, so it's also really nice to be able to just have the audio track here yeah that is nice it's just a thing that's synced up and it's two separate tracks right there so i can just do all the work Hmm. which is beautiful i like it yeah um 
But yeah, welcome to the show. We got a lot to talk about. We got a couple movies, which, man, I'll tell you my opinion on them at some point. That's what happens Maybe usually. I love them and maybe I don't. What? Are you serious? I thought you loved them. The premise of the show is generally we bring a movie movies that we love, love and we talk about it. Yeah. I, do, I love these movies. Okay. <laughs> You had me for a second. I was yeah. like, you own them on 4K UHD. You I have do. To well, I own the first one, 4K UHD. Like, the second one technically isn't. We'll get into that. Right before we start, Marshall, I'm going to be honest with you. Tell me about it. I um, I have to be honest. I didn't take the time to watch the first one, but I watched the second one. That's interesting. Because I was excited to talk about the Donner cut. Yeah. So I I wanted to watch the second one, and so I skipped the first one. Have you seen Superman 1? Yeah, bits and pieces of it. Okay. Uh, Enough to understand. So you might have to lead the conversation on that way, and I'll be like the listener who hasn't hasn't seen it, and I'll be interested. I'm sorry for ruining any plans you had. Wow. Did I ruin your your plans? I mean, not really. I think you should watch it. I should should watch it. I've actually, I talked to my dad today. I think my father and I might watch it together because he saw it in theaters back in the day. I didn't remember this, but it's like almost two and a half hours long. Yeah, that was a part of the issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, I could have scheduled a little bit better, but... Also, is it, is it? We'll get into it. I'd like. It's just worth two hours. Re- it's worth I two just, and a half hours. just now finished rewatching the Donner cut right before you got here. Pretty much. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So nice. And I haven't seen the original. So have you seen the original cut? Yeah. The quote unquote original cut. It is yeah. the original. Well, it cut. is the original cut. Okay. Yeah. yeah it came out, came out in the seventies, and this yes. one came out in two thousand six. Yeah. Right. So okay. Little cool. bit of a difference. You have to fill me in on some of those. Anyway, I will. Back on with the show. Back on with the show. You know what time it is. Uh, party time, snack time, 6 dinner. 58. 6.58 p.m. Hmm. And that means it's time for the news. Yeah, you figured it out. Yes. yes. That's the time that the news happens every day at my house. Yes. Uh, now you're at my house. And here's my home address. Just kidding. Um, so here's the news. First piece of news is also kind of the second piece of news, but it's mostly the first piece of news. So are you ready for it? Yeah, I'm ready for it. Sorry, I got distracted by looking at all the other files you have in here. Oh, cr- wow. I'm so sorry. Uh, keep, keep going. <laughs> nice. Sorry. Oh, you know what? I have another fresh piece of news. Okay. Uh, Netflix is apparently putting out a movie every single week this year. I saw that, which is not that far off from what they did this past year. They they had like 50 original things yeah. this last year, but like they're... Is it like one day of the week they're explicitly releasing it like every Friday night or something like that? I don't know. I didn't really look into it much more than I saw the same trailer as everyone else with Gal Gadot and uh, Uh Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rock Dwayne Dwayne Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. uh, and uh, yeah, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, <laughs> nope. yep. just kidding. Funny. Um, the Green Lantern. The Green Lantern. That's pretty much all I know about it. Is that it's a thing that's happening? I don't know how much I care. Yeah, their quality has been going up. I think in Netflix their movie is, stuff. Netflix has always like had quality. Like yeah, the movie side of things is is I think newer going up. But they always yeah. have like some trash that you never hear about. Mm. And somehow still gets released, and then something like really good, yeah, to, like throw offset the other trash. That's true. They have like a bunch of random movies that no one's ever heard of. But I guess the, these are all these all have like heavy hitters in them or something. So that's why they're putting. They have them out big. There. They have big name actors and yeah. actresses. Yeah, yeah, like Ryan Gosling and Rock the Dwayne Johnson and Gal yeah. Gadot. Uh huh. Lin Manuel Miranda directs his Man first. Man Lin Manuel Miranda directs his right. first movie. 
Drex. Miss Little Miranda. You're making it hard for people to listen. He's read, I'm making it hard for Lin-Manuel me to Lin-Manuel Miranda has read his Miranda rights. That's the plot and of the whole thing. he understands them yes. as he has been read them. Yep. He's been directing a movie? Yeah. His first one. Separate from In the Heights? Yes. Did he direct that? It's called something, Tick, Tick, Boom or something like that. Ooh, yeah. That doesn't sound good. Yeah. I don't know what it's about. Okay. So, yeah, I saw that as well. Um, I'm curious if they're going to be literally releasing them once a week or if it's like that's the shtick and like they're going to release them in chunks. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm curious. It would be cool if it was like, this is Disney movie Friday night on yes. the, like Disney Channel. Yes. And, you know? Do you, like, or do you remember growing up like Disney Channel summer movies? Yeah. Like they're in the summer when kids are out of school and they re- released all like the cool Disney Channel stuff. Like yeah, Luck, Luck of the IRA. Agent Cody Johnny, Banks yeah. 2. Yeah. That was, everyone was looking forward to that <laughs> the one. The best one. Yeah. Or Xenon or whatever. Xenon. Yeah. Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior. I forgot they're, about I, that one. Yeah. They... All of those, even the ones that go back further than even I remember. Bed knobs and broomsticks. Yeah, I've not That's heard of not that. That's not a Disney Channel movie. Oh, okay, not heard That's of it. That's an old Disney movie from the nineteen somethings. Hmm. Cool. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, it'll be interesting. Like, is it Friday night? Is Netflix movie night? That'd be kind That'd of be fun. Cool. That would be. I fun. would do that. Honestly. I'd be into it. We should just I work do it Fridays. anyway. Well, Saturdays. Before Whatever. we record the show, Saturday mornings, yeah, we'll watch one of these movies. morning movies. Never make me feel good on the inside. Interesting. Like when I leave the theater, or if I watch it at home and it's like one, it's like now I what? feel gross on the inside. Yeah. yeah, like movies for me are always an evening thing. I feel that. Yeah, it's like what do I do now? I go if it's ch- if it's if the reason I'm going early is because it's cheap. Late, like the earliest I would go is like two, two o'clock, one o'clock. Interesting. Yeah, I feel that. I just like movies. Yeah. But uh, so I'll do anytime. Hmm. That's what I have to say about that. Wow. That's cool. So you can just cry about it. So Netflix movie Saturday morning. Everybody, everybody, all the listeners, we could have Netflix. We could do a Netflix party. We could send it out to the listeners. Everybody, Netflix party everybody with the could, listeners. It's not called Netflix party anymore. They had to change their name for copyright Oh, that stuff. literal actual thing? Yeah. The, yeah. the Chrome plug-in. We could do a streaming party. That'd be fun. Yeah. It'd be cool. I'll set it up with our with our with our loyal we'll set fan up base. A little fan base movie. What's the next piece of news? Let douche. me tell you about it. Um, so big video game news from the Lucas Arts area. Uh, Lucas Arts doesn't actually exist anymore. It's now just Lucas Film, but they have like game studio. I don't know why they just. It's LucasArts. Just call it LucasArts. Yeah, it's split. There's LucasFilm now and Lucas Games. Yeah. It's stupid. Uh, but. It, yeah. Here's the cool thing. Yeah. So EA, since the Disney deal, mm-hmm. has had a like a lockjaw grip on the Star Wars games license. No one else has been able to make a Star Wars game. And with that license, with that opportunity, they gave us um, Battlefront 1, which was a glorified tech demo. Yeah. Battlefront 2, which was a horrific disaster and then turned itself around. And, like, they really put a lot of effort into it. Oh, yeah, it became one of the best Star Wars games ever made by the end. Yeah. Still is. But people sleep on it now because of the horrible loot box fiasco. Yeah, nobody knows. Yeah. So, and, like, right when it was actually getting to pick up popularity, they cut off support and they sent everyone to Battlefield 6, which is sad. But there's rumors, and this isn't in the news, but there's rumors that uh, Battlefront 3 is in development currently. Oh. Which would be really cool. Because all the actors from the campaign are, you know, back in, uh, I don't know, L.A. Mm-hmm. working on it. So, or working on something. Something. Together. So, it's like, yes. If the entire cast of Ocean's Eleven gets together for a movie, and they don't tell you what the movie is, it's probably Ocean's Twelve. Yeah. Especially if there's an extra person. Yeah. Yeah. Except, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> That was stupid. <laughs> That's really good. I didn't think about that. 
Uh, I just agreed. Yeah, yeah. I didn't understand what I was yeah, agreeing. That was with. stupid. That was it fun. happens. So um, and then squadrons. They gave us squadrons, which is good. I think after Battlefront two, they kind of learned their lesson and they were like, oh yeah, we can make good Star Wars games actually. Uh-huh. So they did that. They let Respawn make a game. I think that Respawn might be an EA owned studio though. Mm-hmm. So Respawn made Fallen, uh, Order. Fallen Order. Yeah, which is really fun. Yeah, I like it a lot. And they're like doing some some of the world building from Fallen Order. They've started to pull into um, some of the Disney Plus originals, which has been kind of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. They've gone to a couple planets they go to in in Fallen Order. They and have? yeah, the snowy one. I think they they pop into Illum. Isn't that the same place? I think. Well, uh, Illum has been in. That wasn't the one that was in the Mandalorian, I don't think. Oh. Uh, well, because, huh? I wonder. It could have been because Illum, it's in the Clone Wars series, mm-hmm. and that's where they go to make their lightsabers and they get the kyber crystals and stuff. Right, right, and right. it eventually is mined out and becomes a Star Killer base. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So I don't remember where Fallen Order does fall. Where does Fallen Order take place? When? Yeah. Like. It's within, before. Within, is it before a new 10 hope? Years of, yeah, right. I don't remember. I don't know if it is. Then that means that that probably isn't the planet they went to in the Mandalorian. Because when they go to it in the game, it's uh, already being mined out for that big uh, middle area. Fallen Order goes. is five years after Order sixty six. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that that makes sense because mm-hmm. he's a kid and you get to see it happen. And then he's like my age. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So it probably wasn't Illum, but it oh, could have been. Um, sorry, I just Googled. Oh, it is. It is Illum. Really? Yeah. In the Mandalorian? I think so. One sec. Or was this? Or is this just a theory page? Oh no. Oh. Maybe it's just a theory page. Sorry, we can move on. I'm it's Hoth because there's snow. That's why oh, Jakku is Tatooine, Jeddah's Tatooine. This is from a theory page before this season comes out. I don't, you actually, I don't actually know. Fool. I don't actually know where we're where You don't we're know at. anything. Nope. Um, but the point is, to all of this, the, the contract is seemingly up because now Ubisoft has announced that they are making an open world Star Wars game. Let's go! Yeah. Oh my gosh. very few details. Inject that into my veins. Oh, please. All I know about it, all we know about it, I know more than you do at this moment, mm-hmm, I think, mm-hmm. but it's being made, specifically, it's being developed by Massive, who's a studio owned by Ubisoft. They made Division 1 and 2, they made Far Cry 3, Assassin's Creed Revelations, um, some, you know, good stuff, some mm-hmm. heavy hitters in there. And... Uh, at least, like, competent stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I, Revelations is definitely one of the better Assassin's Creed games. Far Cry 3 is probably the best Far Cry game. Mm-hmm. And The Division is good. And I've heard that The Division 2 does things better, but people just didn't care. Mm-hmm. So they didn't get into it. Division never seemed quite like my kind of game. Especially, that was one of the first games that I remember there being backlash of, like, the graphical downgrade, and it's not as good as the E3 trailer. That and Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs was the big one. Uh-huh. I remember that like it was yesterday. Holy cow. That trailer blew my mind, and then the game came out. It, la- it looked like a PS1 game. Yeah. It's insane. Um, but they're making this game. Cool. And they have said that it is going to be an open-world, story-driven game. Hmm. And that is so the like, official like, statements. That feels Assassin's creed to it me. It does. Uh-huh. But... It also feels Far Cry-ish, and this Ooh. is why I say that, mm-hmm. is because there is a job listing 
that has given us a little bit more insight to what it is. Oh. And that is, I have it right here, actually. Oh. So this is a, a listing for, and this is from IGN, a listing for senior writer is looking for applicants that are skilled in researching and writing narrative elements to anchor a reality-based narrative within an existing IP, huh. which we now know is Star Wars. That's funny. Uh, qualifications. Experience working with enemy AI NPCs, so artificial intelligence, non-player characters, in a shooter or action adventure game. So this could be like a first-person Far Cry thing. This could be a mm-hmm. third-person Fallen Order thing. Who knows? Several years industry experience, ideally with multiple major titles credited to your names. I mean, that's just, you know, we want someone who knows what they're doing. As a senior, you should also have experience mentoring your junior colleagues, so blah, 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 leadership. Uh Absolute passion for playing and making games, especially RPG and action adventure games. That's what sticks out to me. Hmm. Because when I hear open world Star Wars game, my first thought is KOTOR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if and we're going to be RPG getting... elements. Yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping that the RPG stuff that they're doing in this is going to be more like Witcher RPG and less like the Division RPG. Mm-hmm. Because And I don't know that I want this to be a big online game. I think it'd be really cool to have a big open world online game for Star Wars, but I don't really vibe with that grindy looter shooter thing that you kind of just have to make that into. Yep. So I don't know. Like a a Destiny type? Yeah, (laughs) Destiny. And that's what The Division pretty much is. That's what it turned into. And if you can make the gameplay loop fun enough, then it works. But... I mean, Destiny didn't pull me in, but maybe that's just because it isn't Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm. Maybe if I cared about the IP enough, I would be able to overlook that. But also, I didn't give a damn about the Avengers game, and it's exactly that. So, I don't know. Hmm. I, I really want this to be good. I'm nervous because it's Ubisoft and they don't have a great reputation for Mm -hmm. not meddling in nonsense, but they have been on an uptake lately. I mean, what a great chance to start a new series of games too like yeah. instead of like right now my thing holding me back from getting into the witcher is that i feel bad not playing the previous witcher games slash reading the and i know it's not that important or no reading the witcher has. books yeah 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 i know but for me that's an issue or like with at some point some of the assassin's creeds i started getting there as well um and it, yeah it'll be nice to have a maybe a new new series for people to hop in an easy access point. And then also I get really excited um, with Canon wise, what they can do with new games mm. um, just because obviously all of the old, that what used to be Canon before Disney bought star Wars. Um, like a lot of that is there are at least bits and pieces. Now it just becomes fan theory of what might happen. Cause we don't know exactly what they're going to be pulling into the new Canon. So is this, all of the Witcher? That is the first three Witcher novels. Those are the ones that I've read. Oh my gosh. Are you handing these to me to let me borrow them? Yes, I am. You saint of a man. I think you have a lot of comic books from me right now. Too. I do, and I haven't started them, but uh, wow. I I have a new goal for myself. to So once I get done at the public school I work at, which shall not be named, yeah. because we're, in a, uh, we're on a podcast, I can't associate my um, work life with this. Lincoln um, School. Lincoln School. Uh, my new goal is to get home and read for 45 minutes after school, oh. and that's going to be my reading time. I usually, like, my downtime after work, I sit around for half an hour or 
an hour maybe i watch something and i just want to be able to start the habit of making it reading time so that's what i'm trying to do right before bed is just mm. take like half hour 45 minutes and just read i tried to do i've tried to do that and it it generally worked. works out for me unless it's gotten to like to the point where it's really late and i'm like i should just go to bed it right seems now. like a reasonable number of pages to read through yeah so i got the travel edition of that one because oh, nice. it was the only one that i saw yeah i did i didn't have the full size one cute um it's kind of confusing so you look online and you're like, which one's the first book? It's, I think it's the last wish, if I remember right. This it's one? not, no, Blood of Elves Ooh, is the third book. one on the side. What the heck? Is what, there? Whatever. Hold I don't on, know. let me look at these. Let me look at these. Hold on. Let me look at these. Wow. Hold on, let me look at these. You should look at those. Well, I... We take a look at that. Look read the next pictures, news. The next, I, I'm going to look at so pictures So, Star Wars of, game, RPG, I'm gonna look read at the next news about the next Henry, video game. Henry Cavill... As the Witcher with... You should read the news of the next video game. Tights. You should read the news of the next video game. Okay, I'll read the news of the next video game. Let's see. Where do we leave off? Ah, yes. Okay, so... Wow, we're only on bullet point number two, Marshall. we got to pick this thing up. Uh, There has been a tease of the Indiana Jones game from Bethesda. Uh, or from a studio owned by Bethesda. What The name I am blanking on right now? I am as well. Um... Anywho, uh, it was something cool, um, but the teaser was a long pan of uh, books and a desk and travely things, a map, and they like snuck in the names of Bethesda and Lucas Games into different things on the desk, and then it pans to the end yeah. to a fedora, hand comes out, snatches fedora, off into the distance goes Indiana Jones. So... Um, that is all they have released on it on the tweet. I think they said it's going to be a while before we have more in-depth information on it, but just the teaser, um, should be interesting. What is Bethesda going to throw at us? Maybe a little, little, another RPG action type deal or not, or I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm fascinated because I, I, they could go a couple different ways with this and, probably also other ways that i'm not anticipating Mm -hmm. but the two ways that i'm thinking and i think this is the first one okay sort of destiny okay and it's a collection of short stories because originally and i'll get back to the indiana jones in a second here okay but originally uh the witcher stories were written in poland in polish by andrew sapkowski that's how you pronounce that name andrew and uh they were published in magazines as short stories so that one is the collection of short stories that then eventually weaves into the full saga, which starts with The Last Wish. Gotcha. Yes. Fascinating. Kind of a Sherlock Holmes type situation. Yeah. Hmm. Um, So that's what that is. That's pretty cool. Indiana Jones thing. There's a couple ways they could go with it because we have kind of two archetypes of the way that these kind of like swashbuckling adventure games work. You've got Uncharted and you have Tomb Raider. And when I say Tomb Raider, I mean current Tomb Raider. Not like the old janky stuff. Um, so Uncharted is very like linear, narrative-driven, and like very specific, intentional story beats, and it's basically been like modern Indiana Jones. That's what you've gotten is like this is the best analog that we've had. Mm-hmm. And then Tomb Raider was rebooted, yeah, and the first one was Super very fun. similar to Uncharted, except that it had a lot more platforming, and mm-hmm. the platforming was a lot more complex. Mm-hmm. It was a good proof of concept, but it wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. Rise of the Tomb Raider, fantastic. They mm-hmm. really, 
they kind of built it around these hub worlds, these hub open areas uh-huh. that you would go through and explore. And there were tombs that you could go and find and explore and they had puzzles in them. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot more built around the puzzles and the exploration and the, um, and the platforming mm-hmm. rise of not rise shadow of the tomb Raider kind of reigns it back in a little bit in a way that I, I think I prefer Rise just because it is more open to that exploration stuff, which I like a lot. That's one of my favorite and parts Shadow of Fallen Order. Shadow has more storyline? More, yeah. more of the sneaky combat? A little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a lot less go back through this world and collect stuff as much as it is uh-huh. go through this story and do it. Uh-huh. Um, it's still really good. It looks great. Yeah. I can't play it now because I sold my 2080 Ti because I'm a fool. But you fool. that's beside the point. So that's the two ways they could go with that. Which one do you think would be better which one do you prefer um i feel like i would like a bit more of the of the oh gosh i don't know i think more of the narrative more of the story probably for the first one i don't know i feel like hmm. i think that that makes sense because my inclination is to really go to the Rise of the Tomb Raider direction, mm-hmm. where it's the, these like open-ish areas, mm-hmm. where it's not like a full open, you know, Skyrim, where you go everywhere and you're Indiana Jones digging anywhere you want to, and you can look at our shovel mechanics. You can dig anywhere, and you might find a fossil. And is that the Holy Grail? Oh my gosh! Whoa! Yeah, yeah. yeah don't yeah. drink it. Um, don't cross the seal. Yeah. Whatever. And I think that that could get out of hand really quick. Mm-hmm. So I think if they did, and the, the Witcher kind of did this, where the first game is much more linear, the mm-hmm. second, and it's also really janky. Let's start with The Witcher 2. Okay. We'll consider that the first game, because okay. that's usually the first one that people will play. No one played the first Witcher game. Sure. Um, it is a linear game. It has minor exploration to it, but it is more or less linear, mm-hmm. story-driven. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, screw it, we're going all out, and they made one of the best open-world RPGs of all time. Mm -hmm. So maybe, I think you're right, maybe if they go the direction that Tomb Raider did, where they do that first one is much more linear, Mm -hmm. and then the second one, if, you know, God willing, this becomes a franchise, in the second one, they can open it up more. Hmm. I don't know, I like that. I don't know, I think I want an Indiana Jones story. I want to get pulled into a story a little bit more than Who would voice it? Uh, I really don't want Troy Baker Harrison to voice Ford, it. Bring him back. He's not gonna do it. He's done. He's doing one more movie and then he's gonna die. Yeah. He's trying to kill off all of his famous characters so he himself can die. Brilliant. That's his curse. <laughs> kind of a Horcrux situation. Yeah. His characters can't live on any longer. He killed Han oh. Solo. Decker didn't die though at the end of Blade Runner, did he? I haven't seen any of the Blade Runners. I've been saving that for a rainy weekend, dude. I have them to watch them all. Really? Yeah. Marshall. Let's do it. Dude, let's let's do it, and we'll sit on the couch uh, at distances, and we won't uh, look at each other. I think she'll let me know that he doesn't die, though, so spoilers. Oh, let's it. skip the next news story and just skip to the third and then move on to the movie. What do you think? What is the? Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, we'll skip that. I was excited about it, but I can talk about it later. Yeah, basically, Lord of the Rings a news announcement. It's going to take place thousands of years before the thing in the... Like the second age, which is like the the age of heroes, and it's like the mythical era. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be wild and crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of places they could go with the storyline. Kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, and then Deadpool 3 has been confirmed by Kevin Feige. They're making it, and it will be R-rated, and it will be in the MCU. Super fun. How does that work? I don't know. Besides making it just more of a spoof on other things happening. Like yeah. he's, he's watching it all happen. And kind of, kind of a Infinity War type situation where they're like jumping back. I mean, like you're seeing things happen from a new perspective from the other movies. I guess. Hmm. 
I don't know. I don't. I don't really like Deadpool that much. Really? Yeah, it's kind of my burden in life. I don't. Hmm. I'm kind of the guy who doesn't like Deadpool. Huh. I don't find his shtick very entertaining. Mm-hmm. I thought the first one was fine, mm-hmm. and I thought the second one was okay. Yeah, uh, it was also really overhyped for me, just because you know people talked about it like it was God's gift to humanity. Mm-hmm. But I think that it just got so much praise because it was an R-rated superhero movie and it worked. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. The, I don't the know. plot line was like not super super moving. Yeah, yeah. It's not my humor. I don't really care about fourth wall breaking look at how we have a secret together i understand wink mm-hmm. and i think it can work well but i just don't i don't i don't know i don't like deadpool i'm i can regrow my limbs and i can say cuss words mm-hmm. like piss mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about yeah i know what you're saying yeah i know yeah, what you're yeah. saying i don't know yeah if you could think of pick one of the mcu actors slash superheroes to get pulled into a Deadpool movie. Spider-Man. Do you think so? I mean, that yeah. happens in the comic books all the time. Spider-Man or Wolverine, but Wolverine isn't in the MCU yet. Would they, oh yeah. Would they, would they tarnish the family friendliness of Tom Holland and Spider-Man by putting him into a Deadpool movie? Um, That's the question. For a long time, the theory, and I thought this would be amazing, but if it's going to be R-rated, this isn't going to happen. I thought it would be amazing if, well, I guess they could still do this if he's like in an Avengers movie in the future. The idea was that if he's not rated R, if he's rated PG-13, then he would be well aware of this fact and that he would be saving his one F-bomb that he gets per PG-13 movie Mm -hmm. for the perfect time. Right. And he was waiting. And then in the climax, someone else uses it. And then he gets so mad, but he can't curse about it. Yeah. And he's like getting bleeped out and everything, which could be really, really funny. I think that could be really good. But alas... They're probably not going to do that. I'll watch it. I'll like be, I'm excited for it. I'll say it. I'll oh, I'll certainly watch it. it. I'll, I'm I'm here to be a to be a light of hope for it being a great movie. Then I, in that case, I think it's going to be terrible. Marshall, we are how many minutes in now? Let's uh, tw- we're half an hour in. Let that you know yeah. what that means when we're 29 and a few odd seconds in. It's time for apartment news. Sure, but apartment news is dead. Yes, so we have a moment of silence for apartment news. R.I.P. Computer lights off. Oh. That's enough. Computer, turn on Showtime in Marshall's bedroom. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. Showtime in Marshall's room doesn't support that. I hate you so much, you stupid computer idiot. Computer, turn on Showtime in Marshall's bedroom. Oh. I don't know why it does that sometimes. Yeah, that's cool. Um, So... We watched two movies. Two I movies. watched two movies. You watched two movies. I watched one. Yes. So Superman 1, Superman 2. Superman 1 came out in 1978. Mm-hmm. Superman 2. Uh, 1980? I 1980, I think. I think, yeah. Yeah. They were filmed concurrently, which is why they look, you know, more or less identical. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're like me and you watch the Donner Cut and the 4K restoration, in which case one of them definitely looks nicer. Um, is the 4K restoration worth it? Oh, yeah, it's gorgeous. Oh, cool. It's beautiful. That's awesome. I was scrubbing through the original cut of uh, Superman 2 just to find a few of the differences, and man, it's pretty, too. It looks so good, yeah. Mm. Um, But yeah, we watched these movies because these are some of my favorite movies of all time. Mm -hmm. I love Superman. I was one of those people growing up that was like, Superman sucks. He's stupid, and he's got too many powers, and he's boring because you can't do anything interesting with him because he's too strong. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know when the turnaround happened for me, mm-hmm. 
but he's maybe my favorite superhero now. Wow. So I don't know. I don't know what the change was. He's your favorite. Like the idea of him is your favorite, or like as you read the comics, you're like, this is. This I love is Superman. My favorite. Okay. okay. Yeah. Hmm. I read the monthly Superman comic book. Hmm. I just bought a book, a graphic novel on here called Superman Up in the Sky, written by Tom King, who is I will we'll talk about that him later. Um and it's very good. And I'm reading all kinds of Superman hmm. stuff. I'm watching all kinds of Superman stuff. I rewatched Man of Steel recently for some contrast. I watched I rewatched uh, a Superman documentary the other day hmm. just to really get back into the whole uh deal. And I just like him a lot. And I don't know where that change happened for me, but I like him a lot. What cool. Is your, what's your relationship with Clark Kent, Kal-El, <laughs> Superman, the last son of Krypton, the man of steel? Uh, um, uh, platonic? No. Um, yes. I, <laughs> I as well. I, I am not a home wrecker. I don't know. I think it's like the like watching a documentary on it. That sounds fascinating. I think like the history yeah. of Superman is really cool. Oh, I think you'd like the documentary wise, I love history. Um, I think that the idea of hmm, there's definitely other superheroes that are more relatable as as like human beings, sure. right? You know what I'm saying? But there's something behind Superman being like other than or being like super because he's not from here, you know, yes. or because like he is an alien or and it's different than like a different storyline than other superheroes where they're like gods, mm-hmm. right? Like those are people not from this world, but totally unrelatable because they're gods, right? Yeah. Or eh, maybe there's some relatability, but, or other superheroes that gain their superpower. They were humans. They're flawed, right? They're relatable in that way. But something about a superhero who has their superpowers because they are like not from this world, but they like care deeply about humanity. Yeah. And I think there's like Superman's love of humanity because he's not from here, I think is really cool for me to see. And, and I think after watching Superman two, obviously not seeing all Superman one, but bits and pieces like famous clips of it. Um, Superman's love for humanity and how much he cares for it being like adopted by, I mean, adopted by humans, like brought in as the other. I think there is, there's so much fear in the world of things we don't understand or like people that aren't like us. Yeah. And I think that's like a piece of it. And maybe I feel differently because like, we no, you're right. It. You know, I, I don't know. So yeah, I, I like it. The watching these movies, I think also changed my idea of telling the story of Superman a little bit. Yeah. Cause I've only ever seen the new reboots, like the most recent reboots and the one from like 2000, Eight or whatever, uh, that is actually or a sequel to these movies. Oh, is it really? Yeah, oh, technically, wow. it's in the same universe. Oh, interesting. Yeah, cool. So I've seen that one. Unfortunate that, that it's so boring. Yeah, I saw that in theaters. Um. Anyway, I appreciated the storytelling. I'm sure we'll get into that in a second. But that's that's my relationship to Superman. Now, I'm not a fanboy, but I think there's like little bits and pieces yeah. of it that I think are really moving and cool. Yeah. So I think you mentioned the fact that he's like not from Earth, like mm-hmm. that he is. You know, he's new here, essentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's a really big part of Superman. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And I'll uh, I'll go through the general... We'll talk about Superman 1. We'll talk about Superman 2. Mm-hmm, so sure. I'll go through the general plot real quick, and then we'll talk about Superman 1. Okay. I'll, I'll explain a few things, and then I have a clip to show you that I think really sums up why I love this character. Okay. Um, or why I think this movie works as well as it does. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, Superman 1, 
the planet of Krypton is doomed. Uh, Marlon Brando plays Jor-El, father of Superman, which is cool, and he is condemning uh, the you know the three zealots Zod, Non, and Ursa to be sent to the Phantom Zone forever. And that's kind of your beginning of this movie. And that's the only time they show up in this movie. And that's it's kind of funny because that and that comes back and you get to see them in uh, Superman 2. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, you in a weird way, you know the plot because there's this weird montage of the first movie at the beginning of the Donner cut. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if that's at the beginning of the original cut, but it it's It was it's a little there. strange, but also kind yeah, of cool. Not knowing, I was literally thinking, watching that today, if you didn't see the first one, I wonder what... That was just my experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was like, it it took like probably 30 seconds before I was like, oh, these are like flashbacks, fill in the blank, last episode on the Mandalorian type situation. Exactly. And so, so once that happened, I was like accepting the fact that I didn't understand all the plot. Yeah. Which in itself is kind of fun because they, like the, the first movie opens with, um, it's black and white and there's curtains mm-hmm. and the curtains open and it's the first issue it's action comics number one and it's a child reading out oh, cool. the first uh few panels oh cool and it's it, this these movies kind of adopt the idea of the serialized comic book from mm-hmm. back in the day when they were built out of you know newspaper and they were on newsstands you get them for a dime mm-hmm. which you know adjusted for inflation maybe that's also three dollars which is what they are today mm-hmm. but who knows um <clears throat> so they kind of like really take that to heart so then in the second one when they do that i think that's kind of fun how it's like last time on flash garden you uh-huh. know that kind of thing uh-huh. um so superman one the basic plot is he gets sent to earth then after all the stuff happens krypton explodes he gets sent to earth lands and is raised by um uh martha and jonathan kent who find him as a baby. They raise him as their own, and when he's old enough, they tell him that he was, um, he's an alien. He's not from Earth. They found him in this spaceship, and we don't know. It's weird. And what do you do with these powers? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, he, uh, Paul Kent dies. And that's the clip I want to show you in a minute here. But Paul Kent dies, and he then goes off and does this walkabout, essentially, and creates the Fortress of Solitude and becomes Superman. So you get like Which this is where time we pick him up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he becomes Superman and then he goes and uh, that's when the whole conflict with Lex Luthor pops up. Right. So Luthor is going to like get this big scheme where he's going to cause the San Andreas Fault to, you know, earthquake the entire world and then he has a nuclear bomb that's going off and Superman can only save one and. It's for for the greatest criminal mind of the world. Apparently, it's a pretty, you know, nothing scheme. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, real estate, Mm -hmm. which doesn't really vibe with the kind of stuff that like Luthor does in the comics. Like he is an ultra genius Uh Um, Uh in this. He's more of like kind of like a Donald Trump type. He's kind of like he's, you know, very smart, though. The he's comics like, he's like a Jeff Bezos uh Tesla type type yeah like hybrid kind of genius crazy man and this he's like an evil businessman okay gotcha um so that's kind of what that is and Superman stops him and that's kind of the movie and then Superman 2 picks up and that's what that is so Superman 1 
My favorite parts of this movie are the whole beginning part of him growing up. Mm-hmm. I think that it's really interesting seeing all of the stuff that builds into him and builds into who he becomes mm-hmm. and why he is the way he is and who he becomes. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, this is something that Superman comes back to a lot in the comics and that they talk about in this documentary is the fact that you talk about him being from another planet of not being from here, uh, of being an alien. The word that I would use mm-hmm. is that he's an immigrant. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting thing where while he, he he can be a lot of things to a lot of people because he grew up as just a regular Midwestern guy, not knowing that there was anything different about him until he started getting these powers. And he just has these very like nice Midwestern values because of that. But at the same time, he has the immigrant experience once he finds all this stuff about himself of where am I from? Like, who is my family? Like, who is my father and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's so interesting to me because then you go even further back and Superman was created by, uh, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Mm-hmm. These two, you know, Jewish teenagers who were getting bullied all the time at school. Uh-huh. One of them liked to write, the other liked to draw. Wow. And they built these, this guy just because they, you know, had a, a passion for comic books. And they were in the depression era, they wanted to build this big, strong guy who could do anything. Mm-hmm. And especially for in a time when, you know, Jews, even in America, were still looked down upon. And they could just build this big, strong dude that was their outlet. And it's so interesting to me and so cool to me that that was like the way that they went with that. Hmm. And that then, you know, every publisher ever was like, we don't want this. <laughs> like nobody wanted Superman really? and then they eventually got to I think it was called National Comics but then eventually renamed Detective Comics after their number one selling book uh-huh. and then shortened to just DC so then Superman debuted in Action Comics number one and that's what that was hmm. and yeah he's just really cool and I like him a lot and I'm gonna show you this scene real quick okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. this is the death of Paul Kent are you going to put the audio into the pod? No, they'll know it. Okay. Because they watched the movie. Yeah, everybody watched the movie. You hear that? Yes. Watch the movie. So, context. Basically, he's a teenager, and he wants to hang out with people, mm-hmm. but they're just bullying him, mm-hmm. and he comes back, and he's like, well, I want to, like, freaking play football and stuff, but I can't because of my powers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, this yeah. is Paul Kent's little monologue doing. Wow. Wow. So I... Yeah. And I'll cut around that to some degree, but I I love that scene and because of what he says at the end there. Like, mm-hmm. you, you get that whole speech with pa, uh, from Paul Kent about, like, I know you're here for a purpose. I don't know what it is, but I know that it's, you mm-hmm. know, not making touchdowns i know that you're here for something larger Mm -hmm. and um which is interesting because a lot of people think of superman as like a christ figure Mm -hmm. and i think you know Zack snyder clearly misunderstands him as that Mm -hmm. but he's actually moses yeah i was gonna i was about to say yeah basket type situation yeah exactly Mm -hmm. it's this whole thing of he's also uh, moses is a christ figure too so yeah but But. especially from for these two jewish kids Mm mm-hmm He's, they're not making an idol out of Jesus. Yes. They're making this Moses. So yeah. he is, you know, the, from another world, mm-hmm. sent in a basket, adopted by these people as one of their own, and then goes on to be a great leader of men. Right. So mm-hmm. that's like his whole thing. Hmm. But then you get that moment of 
him figuring out, like understanding, like even though I have all these powers, even though I can do all these amazing things, which there's a montage right before that of him like showing off and being crazy and fun and a teenager with superpowers. Mm -hmm. Even though he can do all that, he can't save everyone as much as he would like to, not even his own father. Right. And it's tragic. Mm. And then that goes to one of the, the, one of the only things that I dislike about these two movies is the, the turning back of time. Mm-hmm. by going around the earth mm-hmm. not a thing that superman can do not a thing that makes any sense um but in this he can and it does and it frustrates me because what happens at the end of this one is that luthor has done his plan and superman's stopping all the bombs or whatever but lois falls into one of these fault lines in her car and gets like buried alive mm-hmm. and she dies and superman is so distraught that he goes and flies around the planet and turns the planet backwards and reverses time and everything is fixed and the Hoover Dam is fixed again and the fault lines are fixed and he's holding up the fault lines and, you know, Golden Age Superman's crazy powerful stuff. And that frustrates me because it negates this super important moment Mm -hmm. where he finds this fundamental understanding of I can't save everyone, but I'm damn well going to do the best that I possibly can to. Right. Hmm. And in that moment, then he's like, well, actually, I'm just going to turn the earth backwards and time travel back and everything's going to be fine. Yeah, cheat code. I yeah, guess I could have brought my father back to life if I really wanted to. Right. But I didn't. Right. And I don't know. That kind of bothers me. And then it's the same ending in Superman 2, which is kind of weird. But there's also a reason for that. Mm. Um, I love this movie. I love the music. John Williams is incredible. I think this is his best score. I love this more than Star Wars by far. Mm. Um yeah, Christopher Reeve is, you know, incomparable. Margot Kidder is fine as Lois Lane. I don't totally understand her casting, but I think she does an okay job. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What else can I say about the Superman Luthor um, and what's her butts relationship is really fun. Yeah. Um, which yeah. I just caught on to that because I had seen what's the name of the remake from the 2000s uh, Superman, Superman Returns. 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 Yeah. yeah. Which like they kind of tried to do that again Didn't quite and work. it doesn't work. Yeah. And in this like that relationship is really fun to yeah. watch. Um, That's because like, Kevin Spacey is actually gross and weird and bad. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to Gene Hackman who's just a really good actor. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Fa- fantastic. He was like all of those like little little line deliveries are all fun yeah. and made me like laugh out loud multiple times. It's so and, good. Yeah. Every single Miss Yeah. Is like oh, fantastic. Um, I think it did a really good job that um, not that new Superman movies take themselves too seriously, but maybe a little bit. I they think, do. I think there is, I think if they, it sucks that they try to take themselves seriously. And then I don't think they do a great job at it versus this one has those like deep moments like yeah. we just saw but then like a bunch of the other stuff is just silly like yeah. really really silly stuff but it's and fun it's fun silly yeah, yeah it's like an old i don't know it's like a superhero movie i don't know it's like it doesn't like try yeah. to take itself more seriously than it is like specifically in superhero two or superhero <laughs> superman two yeah um there's the part where lois thinks that she's figured out who clark kent is and yeah I've, I've discovered you are Superman and he's like, Oh, you're wrong. And she's like, Oh yeah. Well, would Superman let me jump out of this window and kill myself? And she like <laughs> jumps out of a window and it's so silly. Yeah. Like she just doesn't, you're like, what? And then Superman like sprints down or 
Clark Kent yeah. s- sprints down to the bottom of the building and like blows air up at her to like keep her in the slow her descent and yeah. she falls and bounces into a fruit stand and um anyway it's just like it's so, so many silly fun moments like that mm. um that I think I don't know it was really fun to watch and I think I think there was something that I, the latest Superman movies just haven't really done it for me they're and, trying too hard mm-hmm. Zack Snyder I, Zack Snyder confounds me because he's a man that everyone says is so incredible and so nice and so mm-hmm. kind and he mm-hmm. loves these characters and he has mm-hmm. such a deep understanding of these characters mm-hmm. I would argue that he doesn't understand these characters at all mm-hmm. and maybe I'm crazy and Zack Snyder's a genius I don't know but, but then I would reference the death of Paul Kent in Man of Steel Kevin Costner plays uh, Paul Kent he mm-hmm. plays Jonathan Kent Yep, and it's a weird thing where he's saying a similar but completely opposite message to Clark in a very similar scene where in this movie what he's saying is listen son you've got these powers I don't know why or what your purpose is but someday you're going to show the world and you're going to be you're going to do something very big and important Mm -hmm. and then he dies of natural causes showing well he can't he couldn't have done anything right this is you know where he finds his conviction this is his moment where like things turn for clark right in man of steel kevin costner is like sort of kevin costner is always telling him son you have to hide your powers because people will be scared of you and the government will take you and it's too dangerous Mm -hmm. and it's like what is the uh, why why is this guy the guy that you continue to idolize after after his death and then he's the guy that you hallucinate on the mountain for some reason in man of in in batman for superman mm-hmm. doesn't make sense um but then what happens to him is there's a tornado oh that's what it and was. the dog is stuck in the car that's and they're like right. everyone get under the underpass so they go to the underpass and clark is like oh no the dog i'll get the dog and kevin costner paul kent says no son i will get the dog me regular man yeah and he goes to get the dog and he gets the dog out and it's fine but well i got my foot stuck on the car or something yeah i can't get out and clark is like i i can run over there probably at a regular speed and come and help you because you're not that far away yeah and kevin costner superman paul kent just holds out his hand and goes shakes his head like no clark don't reveal yourself to the world the government will come and steal you away and there will be political intrigue because i'm edgy and it's ridiculous mm-hmm. because he could, he doesn't even have to use his superpowers. Mm-hmm. He could walk over there before the tornado consumes his father yeah. and save him. Yeah. There's no reason that he couldn't save him. It's like everything within his power. Like what you said with having the heart attack, there's nothing he could have done. Yeah. You and they even go, set that up earlier go, in the yeah. movie. They mm-hmm. mentioned, oh, do you better be careful about what, well, you know what, doctor, what's his name said about your heart? Uh-huh. Like, ugh. It bothers me. That's what I have to say about Man of Steel. I think it does some interesting things, and I like Henry Cavill a lot. Mm-hmm. And I I wish that he was as charming as Superman as he is in real life mm-hmm. because he is the most delightful person to listen to. Mm-hmm. And he himself, like, is just the most genial, you know, guy. And that's Superman. So just let him do that. Yeah. Hmm. And don't make him be sad boy Superman. 
I don't know. I'm also tired of everything just being, you know, evil Superman because that's more interesting. Sad boy and also just like kind of cold. Not yeah. a lot of emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's dumb. Hmm. Uh, Superman 2, the Donner Cut. Let's move on. Do yes. you have any final thoughts about the one that you uh, liked even more? The Superman 1? <laughs> uh no i think no. it was fantastic um when are we going to talk about um reeves as a as a person or sorry christopher reeve let's talk about the donner cut and then we'll afterwards. do that okay sounds yeah good. um so superman 2 donner cut this is a special second version of this movie the original released i believe in 1980 this one in 2006 uh, for reasons that we'll get into in imdb trivia richard donner was replaced as director about 75 percent through shooting I don't remember who replaced him, but it happened. And the movie that came out in 1980 is quite a bit different from the one that we watched. The one that we watched is pretty much thought of as the actual sequel, the better sequel by far. Hmm. Um, So basically this is the story. Zod, Ursa and non the Kryptonians from the first one escape from the phantom zone because one of the nukes blows up from the first movie and uh, lets them break out. And then they, you know, try to take over the earth and Superman has to stop them. That's pretty much it. But during this, Lois has figured out that he is Superman and there's this like conflict of, you know, what do I do? I want to be with Lois Lane, but I have this responsibility to the world. Hmm. So that's what that is. What do you think of this movie? Um, I think I kind of accidentally bled into it talking about the last one. I think yeah. similar. It was like fun and um, uh, I think like just as enjoyable. I think oftentimes I, maybe it's just because I'm weird. I find myself enjoying old movies just as much as new movies, even yeah. with slower action. Like the effects and stuff are not they're not as bad as they could be. Um, there's some actually like pretty fun things happening. Um, there's a pretty convincing moon scene. I felt like where like all of a sudden I was like, Oh, this is like, I don't actually know how they're doing this. How are they filming this? Um, but where what's their butts show up the evil, evil, uh, kryptonite people, uh, krypton people. What are their Kryptonians? Kryptonians. That would be the name of Zod. People are from Krypton who, Oh, also didn't realize he is in what uh, I didn't realize that Zod was a character from this movie, Superman two. And also in whatever it's called. He's a man of steel Steel. played by Michael Shannon. Yeah. Yeah. He's very good in that role. I'll give him that. It, yeah, yeah. I don't think the plot got handled the right way in not Man of Steel, no. but the final twenty minutes were just not good. Um. Anyway, it was it was fun to see them doing Kryptonian things. I don't mm. know. I the effects were a little goofy, but also really fun at the same time. Yeah. And it was a good movie. I liked it. It was awesome. I mm. think it like it made me feel more deep things about Superman than I've ever felt before. So yeah. I, what, what do you think? I think it's more fun for me than Superman 1. Okay. I like Superman 1 a lot, mm-hmm. but I think this one makes more sense to me just because Luthor in this universe isn't the big giant intellect that he is in the comics. So uh-huh. then the so first you need a, one... you need a smarter bad guy? Yeah, almost? so the first uh-huh. one is less convincing because as a villain, I don't find Lex in these as compelling. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Zod, who is a physical match, maybe not a mental match, clearly but a, a physical match for mm-hmm. superman mm-hmm. and then you get ursa and non non being you know the big brute kind of guy mm-hmm. they're also in man of steel 
that is that man of steel is cast very well i'll give it that hmm. um uh, i think i i have a lot of fun with this movie and like it's like what you were saying earlier about how it has the fun moments but it also has the serious stuff mm-hmm. and i feel like these movies really really prosper from the fact that they have both and they do them both very well right because you know without the fun stuff the serious stuff is just what it is mm-hmm. but the serious stuff is so much better for the fact that it isn't just like constant we're being cool and edgy and dark and everyone's gonna love it and I'm 10 years old and I like to put chains and pouches and guns on everything. This is, that's, you know. What? What you, 10 year old does that? Uh, Todd McFarlane and Zack Snyder. Oh, okay, people. okay, okay. Um, um, I just, I, I think it's more fun. I love their curiosity as they like go across the planet. Yes. And they're uh, like, this it, is, the, so this is the planet Houston. Houston. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. Yes. It's so good. Houston. Yeah, that is fun. Yeah. You get the classic movie trope of drunken man sees something that he thinks he's hallucinating, uh-huh. yeah. throws the drink away. Yes. Classic. Classic. What? Oh gosh, I'm trying to think what other fun moments are they're discovering things on Earth. <laughs> Ursa lasers a snake after it bites her, and then she's like, "Did you guys see that? <laughs> did you? I just did some crazy stuff there's, there." There's also like, for whatever reason, when Zod shows up, they like fly down. Right, that first scene where they f- first show up, there's like a fisherman fishing, and he like he like lands in lake that fisherman is in and then like starts walking on water yeah and fisherman's like huh yeah. <laughs> what is going so on he here? has water walking powers which is cool <laughs> he also can levitate things did you notice that because there's a point uh, when they're standing in the road with the the sheriff and the deputy and the deputy walks out and he's pointing the gun at him and he heat visions it and then he like teleports like it, pulls it to him yeah force for, force pulls he uses it. the force yeah. Yeah. yeah which is not a thing superman can do huh uh, which is the thing this movie does a lot. Hmm. These movies do a lot. A little liberty with some of that. I'll excuse um, it. The uh, Clark Kent slash Superman slash what's his birth name again? Ka- Kal-El. Ka- Kal-El. Uh And Lois Lane love interest in this one is. I think it's a lot more, better than it's, just the first it, one. Yeah, it definitely is a more central plot line, which yeah. is fun if you're into that i don't know the performance as clark kent is one of my favorite things in all of cinema Hmm. he's so good yeah there's a moment in superman one where you uh it's just after the whole like flying sequence with lois and they do their interview my my night with superman and you know that whole thing Mm -hmm. and you know you saw it and uh (laughs) and then clark shows up afterwards because he's going to take her out to dinner or whatever. Right. And, you know, she's in a daze and he's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to tell her that I'm Superman. Mm-hmm. So she's in the other room and he goes from being all hunched over with the glasses and everything. And he takes the glasses off and just straightens himself. Hmm. And he changes his you voice. You see the character. Yeah. Change. Yeah. And it's incredible. Because mm-hmm. you're like, whoa, whoa that's yeah. a different man. Uh-huh. And he's like, Lois, hmm. there's something I have to tell you. Yeah. And then he like she comes back in the room and he gets all meek and mild again and he you know gets all small and puts the glasses back on and it's like uh, uh I was just saying I was thinking I might be nervous about tonight and then I just thought well, what the heck I'll, I'll just show her the time of her life so let's go and it, like it's it's just it's amazing yeah. so it's, there's all this discourse about like hey she must be the worst reporter in the world she can't tell he's just has glasses on but that scene like that proves it completely wrong yeah like it's oh my gosh it's so good and you get that in this one too 
Yep. For that moment when she shoots him, quote unquote. Right. Because it's just, you know, With the blank nervous gun. Clark and everything. Mm-hmm. And then she shoots and it's this, it's the, some of my favorite acting I've ever seen too. Because mm-hmm. it's just this frustration of like, oh, come on, Lois. Like, yeah. geez. Uh-huh. But he just like snaps up and like stands up in that instant. Yes. And it's like, oh, there's Superman. Yeah. Hmm. And I love the I love the idea that he just like he knows that he wouldn't feel it, so yes. he just assumes yes. that she shot the gun at him. Yeah, it's so funny to me. That's great. Oh man, what else did I write about this huh. movie? Um, this does the Wonder Woman eighty four. I don't have powers thing way better than Wonder Woman eighty four does. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the it just doesn't fit the movie in Wonder Woman 84 like mm-hmm. it doesn't fit the climax it doesn't mm-hmm. fit the the rising action right because then when you get to the climax and everything she just has her powers again and there's no emotional conflict there at all right it just I don't know it doesn't make sense to me but in mm-hmm. this it works really well you um, feel it more you're you're what it's just more I don't know I just think you actually feel some sense. sort of tension uh-huh because he's like actively like he chose to give up his powers. Right. This is my specific thing that I am doing. Mm-hmm. It's not, oh no, I'm losing my powers because I wish for my boyfriend to come back to life in this other man's body. Right. Yes. If it, it feels like it feels like in Wonder Woman it feels like a writer in the writer's room was like, oh, we need conflict. What's the conflict here? Uh, what if we she doesn't have superpowers? Yeah. And she's sad. Yeah. What about that? <laughs> Perfect. Okay, we right did it. Down, yeah. Drop a bunch of ink on a paper, and that's what our script is. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a big focus on Superman saving people from danger in the final like scene. In both of these movies, that's a huge thing. There's yeah. whole scenes of it. Yeah. During these big battles, he's going and saving people from stuff. Hmm. Huge, huge difference from Man of Steel, where they're just like completely demolishing <laughs> the city of Metropolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hmm. I love that. I love hmm. seeing that. Um, well, it's just because they didn't have the same CGI. As uh, of course, of Marshall. course. Yeah. Um, did you not see them destroy the Washington Monument? Yeah. That was so high tech. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So cool, so ridiculous. Uh, the only thing I don't like about Who these plays movies, the president in this movie, something Marshall. That's the only reason I remember is because it was my name. That's cool. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about these movies is the poem thing in the in uh, Superman one. There's like a spoken word poem that happens oh. in the first one that's a little weird. Oh, cool. Uh, and then the turning back time, which is what like happens art. in both of these movies. Right. Um, which is for what you've, feels, already, you've already shared. It just feels like it. Yeah, it feels cheap. Yeah. And then I like it better than the original ending for this movie, mm-hmm. which was um, he takes away her memory by kissing her. Right. Which is weird. Because he has that power that he discovers in the moment. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other. It's like it's another. He can do this now. Maybe there was a crystal that taught him. That's true. You have you'll have this power probably. Try kissing know. someone. Kiss anyone, and, and they'll, they'll forget, forget about the it. last forty-eight hours. You can, ooh, 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 yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. Well, and then you get to Superman Returns, and you know she's pregnant or has been pregnant and had a child, and uh. you're like, mm, that must be James Marsden's character's child, and then the child literally throws a piano across the room, and I, you're like, oh, that's Superman's child. I didn't understand that as a kid watching that in the movie theater. Yeah, so oh, then okay. Lois Lane at some point in this universe must have had the thought of, did I have sex with Superman, yeah. and I didn't know? Like, when did this happen? Like, does my husband, James Marsden, have superpower? Is he, is he Superman? Yeah. Immaculate conception. Yeah. Which... 
You know, you know what I'm talking about? No. No, I don't know. The modern. <laughs> I don't. I don't. The the just the modern portrayals of Superman lean much towards the oh, the, the savior the, the elements side of things. as opposed to what he actually is. Gross. I hate that. Um, yeah, it's don't really cheapen weird. it. There's literally a shot in Man of Steel where he like floats out of a spaceship into space, and he's like, "I'm this is I'm making a cross shape." Oh, really? Yeah, and there's another one where he's having emotional conflict, and behind him is a stained glass wall of Jesus. Oh, really? And he's like, wow, that's some subtle imagery. Things that I don't pick up, the things I pick up on when I have smart people in my life who know more about Oh, if you watched it again, you'd be like, that's really I watched it once in high school. I watched it it in IMAX when it came out, and I have no memory of it. Wow, really? Yeah, and then I only remember it from watching it since then. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I guess that's what I have to we say. We should see more things in IMAX when that happens again. Is there an IMAX theater in Lincoln or do we have to go no, to Omaha? No, Omaha or Hastings. <sighs> that's work. We'll start one. We'll start an IMAX theater. We'll start an IMAX theater. That'd be awesome. So those are those movies. I love these movies a lot. I think that they are a really good representation of just like the the kindness of Superman. I really, I, mm-hmm. I think part of why I really love Superman mm-hmm. is because I just kind of identify with him a lot Mm -hmm. just because he at his core is like a Midwestern guy trying to do his best. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I like to think that I'm trying to do my best and Mm -hmm. I like to think that I'm a nice guy, that Mm -hmm. I'm a a good guy. And I don't know. I just, I I look to Superman and I say like, this is, you know, the kind of person that I strive to be, that Mm -hmm. I want to be. There's a great moment. One of the great moments in man of steel is at the end of the movie. All the actions happen. It's, the, I think, the final scene. And uh, there's, like, the military convoy and General Swanick, who we now know is Martian Manhunter. What? Um, look, at there he is. He's a little figure up there. Oh, um, really? Yeah, apparently. I didn't know that. We'll get to see that in the Snyder Cut. Oh, cool. Um, he, like, drops a, a drone in front of him. And he's like, you know, you're not going to find my secret hideout. And he's like, how do we trust you? Well, you're not, you're an alien just like those other guys. And he's like, listen, I grew up in Kansas, dude. Like, I'm as American as any of this. <laughs> like, right, right. And I don't know. I just, there's just something about this, this weird dichotomy of this guy who mm-hmm. like knows that he has some kind of like purpose of something that he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's like raised on these small town Midwestern values and I don't know. I just find that really compelling. And then you get to a book like you can twist that then. And there's, there's a book called Superman Red Sun where instead of landing in Smallville, Kansas, he lands in Soviet Russia. Oh, so really? then, yeah, he becomes like the like eventually like the premier. He becomes the president of Russia. Oh. And it's like it's this whole thing. It's it's pretty interesting. Hmm. The animated version is on HBO Max. Actually, it's worth watching. It's a pretty good adaptation. OK, um, Batman is sort of in that. It's not Bruce Wayne, but it's Batman. Um, So yeah, I don't know. I just love Superman for that reason. I find him, especially in, in, you know, confusing, frustrating times like this, he's a very wholesome character to come back to. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I, I wish Superman was real because he'd be someone that I would really greatly respect and look up to. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's something you don't get with other. I got my Superman figure up there. Superheroes. Like yeah. you can like be fine imagining other superheroes like in their world and be like, that's good, that's yeah. fine enough to imagine or think about. But I don't really want that or even confronting what they have to do and who they have to fight. Like, yeah. 
but to wish that a superhero existed in real life because like life would actually be better that way or mm-hmm. uh-huh uh-huh Hmm. There's great comic books about that. I got one right there. Death of Superman in a world without Superman. What happens? Whoa! What happens really? without Superman? You what have are you the Watchmen do? comics. I do. I should check that out sometime. You should. Have you watched the series? Yeah, it's very good. It's not an adaptation of that. Mm-hmm. It takes place after that. Right. Okay. But it's in that universe. Yeah. It's kind of confusing. Anywho. Oh, we uh, are at 8 o'clock here, Marshall. That's true. I think I might be ready to be done. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't really mean that. Well, then you're fired that. from the show. I didn't really mean that, but also I'm getting a little sleepy. Uh, Computer, turn on bright. Oh, God. It doesn't, you, and what is, it doesn't want to do it. Computer, stop. I hate it so much. Huh. Ever since I installed the second one, it doesn't want to do its job. Hmm. Um, Typical computer, not wanting to do its job. It's Watch so out. Stupid. It's coming for you. Okay. Uh, great. IMDb Trivia. IMDb Trivia. Here we go. IMBD trivia. What'd you say to me? IMBD trivia. Oh, thank you. Uh, Superman 1, IMDb trivia. To obtain the musculature... Uh, oh, by the way, Superman 1 and 2, yes or no? Yeah. Yes! 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 So much better than any of the new Superman movies. I'll say yeah. it. So much better. So much I would better, agree. So I would agree. Um, IMDb trivia, Superman 1. To obtain the musculature to convincingly play Superman... Christopher Reeve underwent a bodybuilding regime supervised by David Prowse, the man who played Darth Vader in the original Star Wars trilogy. That's cool. Yeah. Can we make these true or false questions at some point so you quiz me and I have to tell you if it's a real fact or not real yeah, fact? Yeah, it'd be fun, actually. Factor crap? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what I've already done. Oh, no, that's not. real. That was, that was um, fact. Yep. Cool. This is one of my favorite stories. Uh, according to Roger Moore's autobiography, Roger Moore, who played James Bond in many James Bond films, uh, he witnessed Christopher Reeve walking through the canteen at Pinewood Studios in full Superman costume, oblivious to the swooning female admirers he left in his wake. <laughs> when he did the same thing as dressed as Clark Kent, no one paid any attention. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, so that's another that's one of perfect. like, there you go. Yeah, like, literally. These people don't know. Yeah. That's great. Uh, Marlon Brando was paid $3.7 million plus a percentage of the gross for 12 days of shooting. The payment also covered the sequel, which was shot at the same time. Brando did not appear in the sequel because he'd sued uh, Isla Salkind, claiming Salkind did not pay him his percentage of the profits. He ultimately received about $14 million for 10 minutes of screen time. The footage shot for the sequel was used in Superman Returns. Hmm. It was also, you know, used in this one. In the original Superman 2, he's not in it at all. It's uh, his mother is the one that appears in the Fortress of Solitude then. To achieve the shot of young Clark kicking a football into orbit, an air cannon was placed underground and the football was fired from it. Wow. this is I love this. This is really wholesome and I love this. Superman creators Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster were both delighted with the results of the movie. Oh, that is good to hear. Yeah, because oh. they must have been old men because they, you know, they were like, maybe uh, they were a little younger than me in 1938 when the character first came out uh-huh. so this is 1978 so 40 so 30 40 years afterwards so they were probably in their 50s or 60s oh that's so weird to think about i always think of them being, being so much older just hmm. because you know it's 2021 yeah <laughs> it's weird um it's like watching videos from the 80s of Bob Kane, the man who co-created Batman. Huh. It's like, you're alive? You're alive. Hmm. Uh, to achieve, I already read that one. Marlon Brando refused to memorize most of his lines in advance, something that he would do often. <laughs> in the scene where he puts infant Kal-El into the escape pod, he was actually reading his lines from the diaper of the baby. He told director Richard Donner that the, uh, the only way to keep his performance fresh was that, and not over-rehearsed, 
Oh, yeah. And the only way to keep it fresh and not over-rehearsed was to record the first time he read the lines. Wow. Yeah. So Superman 2. Richard Donner had effectively shot 75% of Superman 2, 1980, when he was fired by the Salkinds. Richard Donner had been approached about a possible director's cut of the film as early as 2001. However, complex legal issues involving the cut footage, as well as reluctance on the part of Donner, prevented any official restoration from taking place. All of this changed with the production of Superman Returns in 2006, uh, which led to Warner Brothers resolving all outstanding legal disputes regarding footage from the first two Superman films. By that time, public demand led Warner Brothers to commission a Donner cut edited by Michael Tao. Based on the original shooting script, with Don- this is a long one, with, uh, without Donner's participation. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I didn't remember that. Uh, after repeated urging by Tao, Donner eventually agreed to approve of the scenes as Tao progressed in editing. Over time, the more Donner allowed himself to participate in the project, the more interest he took in restoring his original concept from the film, even going so far as to bring screenwriter Tom Mankiewicz uh, to full... Wait, is that the guy who wrote Citizen Kane? I don't know. No, that couldn't be. Citizen Kane author... Uh, to the full to ensure story cohesion the result is the closest film possible to Donner oh no Herman Mankiewicz oh yeah obviously I'm an idiot I knew that yeah you're dumb Uh, it's like he would be ancient by then Uh, blah 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 this is the closest film possible to Donner and Mankiewicz original film for the film Uh, the green crystal Clark picks up from the Fortress of Solitude is a prop from Superman Returns in 2006 a shot of Michael Tao's hands was used for Clark picking up the green crystal really yeah i imagine they had to get a few pickup shots and i was kind of like watching for it how funny how did they film it to make it look i don't know similar to put a lot of garbage on top of it i I guess so uh the ending scene in which superman reverses time was the original intended ending for this movie but during production of superman 1978 it was decided to use the ending for the first film instead richard donner and tom mankowitz planned to eventually create a new ending but donner was fired during production when restoring this version, Donner was going to use this uh, theatrical version's ending so that it would not have the same ending as the first film, but Mankiewicz never liked the changed ending in which Lois kissed, uh, oh, Clark kissed Lois. Uh, so the original intended ending was used. I, I don't like that it's the same ending to uh, both movies technically, right. but I vastly prefer this to the weird kiss thing. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. It was Pretty nice. You're, you're popping. Yeah, I am. Um, that's IMDb trivia, and that's Superman. Ben, wow, what you watching? What you getting into? What you looking at? Listening to? Consuming? Reading? Touching? Wow. Um, I am continuing to get closer to finishing The Return of the King. Very slow progress. Like I said, I've been working on trying to get. Are you reading it after school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been reading it for some time. Yes. Um, for a very long time, many years. I started The Hobbit like probably four years ago. I probably get through like one. Started the Hobbit four years ago. Yeah, like one book a year, maybe less than that. I go. It's been not great. Yeah. But being busy and I don't know. The honestly, I kind of cheated. The most I've read the Lord of the Rings was uh, when I was actually listening to it on audiobook. The audiobook wow. version of the Lord of the Rings is so good. Yeah. Um, it's read by who? Ingle Inglis. What's his name? Robert Inglis. Um, if you get the unabridged version, I like know. the original. Why do I know that name? From I don't know. He reads the lord of the rings i think robert's his first name it, yeah um, it sounds right 
Uh, the rings on a bridge audio book. Oh, raw. Yeah, it's Rob, Rob Inglis. Um, he's fantastic. 10 out of 10 would recommend listening to it. Um, but I listened to a lot of it while I was on construction sites this last summer. So kind of cheated a bit. Um, I stopped myself from listening to all of the return of the King cause I wanted to read and finish, um, the final, final bit out of the book. Um, so I'm excited I did that. And I have some friends who are finally like, I just finished reading it as well, so I want to be able to talk wow. to them about it. So, anyway, uh, Return of the King. That might be it. A bunch of stuff for social studies things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of been honestly most of my life, like the past year. I'm trying to think if there's anything else interesting I've watched or listened to. I started. Um, I got. I want to try a month of Audible just to see what it was like. Sure. So um, there's some free Audible stuff, and um, Stephen Fry reads a bunch of audiobooks and he's fantastic what yeah. a, the jewel of england um but he has read all of the sherlock holmes shorts uh, and i read yeah. all of them in seventh grade so it's been a while a few i years felt ago. i felt very cool when i did it i felt very advanced as a reader reading sherlock holmes from the early 1900s but um Anyway, so going back and listening to him read them has been pretty fun too. Hmm. So, so I've been listening to that. I've I've been biking more. I tried to. I've been trying to bike cold weather oh. bike. So I listen to listen to the Sherlock Holmes and and bike around. So that make me nervous, man. Yeah, with the ice and stuff on the bike trail. I have a mountain bike. I don't know. There yeah. you go. Yeah, I don't have a bike actually right now. Whoops. I want to. I got a gym membership. Oh, great. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm going to good life now. Really? Yeah. Well, bring and get a discount. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm paying like 38 bucks a month. Congrats. They're kind of a serious place. Yeah, it's nice. So I'm paying 38 bucks with a discount for, you know, the gym and unlimited access to all classes except for boot camp, I think. Nice. Which, you know, I'm probably not going to do with my arm anyway. Yeah. Um, Congrats. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm going to start doing that. I might start that tomorrow. Oh, hey, uh, Marshall and I are both in a weight loss challenge right now with some people, so... It's because Ben's so fat. I'm so fat, Like, 500 pounds. It's actually absurd. I should stop sitting in this chair soon or else it's gonna break. Quit it. I almost broke that chair a couple times, so it's fine. Hmm. Interesting. It's a nice chair. Anywho, uh, yeah, we're trying to lose weight, so, yep. I'm working on it. I lost 30 pounds before I broke the arm, and Mm -hmm. then I broke the arm, so I was just, like, sitting around not doing anything, and... I uh, kind of lost all motivation to track my food for those first few weeks because my you know, mom was cooking for me because I had to move back into my parents' house because right. I literally couldn't do anything for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I was in extreme pain all the time. Uh, so it was a lot more frustrating and confusing to try to track my food. So I kind of just stopped and that's when it really fell off the wagon. Um, but I'm getting back into it now. I'm trying to keep on track with it. I ate some pizza today that I shouldn't have had. Uh, so tomorrow is going to be a lighter day. Because I'm starting to get hungry, so I'm gonna have to eat something, even though I have like 50 calories left. 50 calories, neck. Uh, that one. doesn't exist. Yeah, you're right. Um, not for me, it doesn't. I'm a big hungry boy, so that's the problem. Um, but yeah, I'm working on that. I want to get. I want to do that. I bought a Superboy T-shirt. It's like the black shirt with the red Superman logo. Uh-huh. That is like my motivation. It's one size too small. Nice. So that's what I'm gonna do. Heck yeah. You'd think for the price that it would have been a higher quality shirt. It is not. (laughs) Um, Isn't that how it always is? Unfortunate. What am I watching, Ben? Glad you asked. I watched the movie The American President, which is directed by Rob Reiner and written by Aaron Sorkin. Cool. It's basically the West Wing light. Cool. I imagine 
that this is to the West Wing what the MASH movie is to the TV show MASH. Uh, it's very similar in all the characterizations and all that and the writing because it's Aaron Sorkin. Um, but it's just different enough uh-huh. that it's like, hmm, okay. Hmm. It's a fine movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind it. Hmm. It's wholesome. Uh, I watched The Invisible Man, which came out this year. Horror movie came out this year with uh, Elizabeth Moss. Super good. It's on HBO. You should watch it. I watched it right Don't before What's bed. What's it called? It was a mistake. The Invisible Man. Invis- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Duh, sorry. Yeah, so it was like, it was this, good. Is, good. this is part of Universal's attempt to use their monster movie licenses, mm-hmm. but they did something very unique in this, in that it's not just an adaptation of that old movie, huh. where it's, you know, this scientist has turned himself invisible and he's covered himself with bandages yeah. because then he can be seen and he won't... You'll only be kind of confused because it's a bandaged man yeah. and not an invisible man. Yeah. They didn't do that. They did something much more interesting with it. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to add to the list. I've been in the mood for something scary, so. It's very good. Super intense. Cool. Big, strong guy in it, too. Real handsome. You'll like him. What's his name? I don't remember the actor's name. Oh, okay. I think the character's name is James. He's kind of cute, though. Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Got big muscles. He's yeah. like 20 feet tall. That's dope. Yeah. Um. So that's been the show. That's Superman. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening to me kind of gush about my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um. I really, really love these movies. I, uh, they, these two collectively are easily in my top five as like wow. as an, an individual. Wow. Hmm. Um. With Lord of the Rings trilogy as an individual as well. Ah, okay. Huh. Man, I love it. Um. I think they're great. I think Superman's great. If you haven't watched them, uh, watch them or else you're an idiot. Duh. Duh. Okay. Well, you know where to find us. You know where to find us. Uh, I'm at Imperish Art on Instagram, The Great Scub Do on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, I keep saying we're going to do that at some point. Maybe we will. Yeah. Uh, ben and Marshall do a podcast. Ben and Marshall do a podcast on Instagram. Yeah. And Ben and Marshall pod at gmail.com if you want to email the show. There's all the ways you can contact us. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us what you think of Superman. What do you th- what do you think of Superman? Who do you think is Superman? What do you think is the best Superman movie? Yeah, let us know. Because a, there's some disparate thought on this. Drop a comment. Drop a DM. Do you like uh do you like Batman vs. Superman? Do you not like it? Yeah. Do you like Justice League? Do you like the musical TV the TV film that they produced? A long time ago, there was an adaptation of the Broadway musical that only ran for like a hundred something shows. Not seen any of those. And then got canceled because it wasn't very good and, and Superman musical doesn't make sense. Do you like that episode of I Love Lucy where Superman, is played by George Reeves, shows up? But it's George Reeves, the actor, playing Superman in the show because he played Superman in the Superman TV show. So they hired the man, George Reeves, Ricky did, to play Superman really? at uh, Little Ricky's birthday party. Oh. Do you like that one? <laughs> they must. They I do. It's a good DM one. DM us. DM us. DM us, DM us what you think of that drop episode. Drop a comment on the, on the... And we'd love if you could stuff. leave a review. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do that. That's important. So, yeah. Thanks for listening to the show. Yeah, this has been a good part of... This has been a good, the best part of your week, probably, so... Yeah. Yep. Hey, love you. Hey, everybody. You Marshall. It's been so fun to be with you in person. Wow. I have plans. You have plans? I'll tell you about them. Okay. I, well, uh, basically, whenever other Ben moves out, uh-huh. I'm going to move my bed out of here, uh, and then his bedroom is going to be my bedroom, uh, and there's going to be a solely office space, uh, and then I'm going to try to build some kind of modular, like, table or something, or counter against that wall, uh, 
And then we will have a like little studio that we can actually have like a visual element to the show. Dope. And have it be like a show. Let's go. Yeah. So, have fun. Um, okay. We'll see how that works. Cool. Uh, but that's been the show. I've been Marshall. I've marshaled Ben. Bye. <laughs> Miss you. <laughs> <laughs>